0: Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast, Latter-day Disillusionment. I'm your host, Johnny Ekloff, coming to you from Sweden. And my wife uh, actually joins us on this podcast a little bit. um, But the subject uh, of our podcast is a good friend uh, living in Georgia, and, um, we decided to just kind of throw this thing together and, uh, she was, she was willing to do it. So we're really excited to jump into this episode. So let's get it started. Done it we have successfully started a podcast <laughs> episode together. <laughs> we missed that accent. Oh man. So much. <laughs> we can let that go for a while I think. Oh, Just kind of let it slide off the tongue. <laughs> <a little. laughs> trying to get trying to get ready to go to New Zealand one day I suppose. Yes. Um so my goodness, I can't, I'm kind of like, oh, it's working, and oh, now we have, no, we're, we're not. talking about stuff. <laughs> oh, well, we have, uh welcome everybody to uh Latter-day Delusionment, no, Disillusionment, <laughs> Delusionment. Latter-day Delusions, brought to you by the Delusionist. I'm an illusionist. I'm not, I don't do tricks, I'm just a delusionist. <laughs> oh. And uh, we have an amazing, amazing woman on the line today. Krista Mullins um, and uh, her and her husband, Evan, have been uh, just I don't I don't have the proper word for it. Just amazing friends. I wanted to use, you know,
1: soul friends,
0: soul friends. And you've been pivotal in our uh, they've been pivotal in our holding our shit together, basically. And um, they have four children just like us, only in the exact opposite. They have three boys and one girl. Mm -hmm. And we have three girls and one boy. And we're all going through our uh, crazy uh, transition together. So I just thought, you know, we should we should just kind of invite Krista on. Unfortunately, her husband can't. Be here because he's working. So, but we're at such a crazy time difference here in Sweden. And uh, Krista, where are you guys at again? It's, um...
2: we're in Georgia, in Augusta, Georgia, right now. So, home of the Masters Golf Tournament is the only reference people really have for Augusta. But yeah. Wow.
1: That's probably really crazy to be there right now. Uh, or just, it's just so close to, uh, oh my goodness, and I'm not gonna be able to pronounce his name correctly, probably, but Ahmad.
0: Oh
2: goodness, uh... yes, Arbury, right? Arbery. What's this? Uh, yeah,
1: another black guy was shot, he was just jogging in, what? His, in his neighborhood, just exercising, what? and two white guys got in their truck and they followed him because they thought that he was running away from a crime. What? They tried to arrest him at gunpoint and he didn't comply with them. You say
0: white guys you mean white police officers?
1: No. No. Just white white dudes in the neighborhood. (sighs) They 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 took on
2: themselves to do a sentence arrest and um, yeah.
1: And it's not illegal in Georgia apparently. What? to do a citizen's arrest if you if the person has like if you see them commit a crime or but they didn't right they that's the thing
0: so do they do they get shot now
1: They got arrested because so, there's been so much uproar about it My like, god but, but that was back in go.
2: February and it yeah, is Yeah happened in oh. February
1: and the uproar the is coronavirus
0: just to has speak. just been yeah. This is unbelievable I already I already I already have so much to say um, yeah. about America that this just. Yeah. Well, and giant just... it's
2: not because of coronavirus that this happened. Like coronavirus has had no effect on it. Um, the only reason that it's just now happening is because it's been sensationalized. Like nobody was going to do anything about it just because, yeah. you know, it got sticky. So they dropped it. Yeah. And-
0: yeah and now they they've kicked it up again is what you're saying
2: yeah it's been picked up um, more by media and I think because of coronavirus we're all paying more attention to our phones and so that's helped I think probably spread a little faster which is great
0: oh my god that's the
2: only reason though that this has all been brought back up is because you know someone's made it happen it was going to be just brushed under the rug I'm sure so
0: Oh, I'm so glad they did. Jesus fucking Christ, that's terrible. Um, by the way, we I do a lot of swearing on this ep- uh, this podcast, so <laughs> just feel free to either reprimand me or join in. So deal. I'm. I'll give you the. I'll give you both sides of that uh, line there. <laughs> um, but I figure since we're fucking adults, we can talk as such, or still not have to Perfect. speak. Like dirty sailors. Yeah, <laughs> Not dirty. See, I'm so, I, I'm like calling myself dirty there. Uh, anyway. Okay. Yeah. So, geez. Wow. That is heavy. Yeah. That's so heavy. I mean, my, uh, oh, I have, I'm going to do a pot, uh, an episode, possibly a few about racism and um, just kind of just, just a refresher on the purpose of the podcast here is to process um, our lives as Mormons and coming out as, you know, away from the organization, you could call it a cult or whatever, like me, or you call it whatever you want. But, um, and then the purpose is to process it as well as to, um, as to see what the collapse of this religion means in the future of America. Mm. Um, And I mean, many other things come with that, obviously, but that's just kind of like the goal is because I don't think America is, is um, I think it's in trouble and it has been for several years. And I just think it's uh, important to kind of uh, look at the pieces, I guess, and see how, how it can actually lead to something that would actually result in change. Um, But, there again, I don't. I don't want to commit my life to trying to change America when it just doesn't want to be changed. So right. anyway, but uh, yeah, we're just kind of looped into this wild story. It's uh, Mormonism uh, was <laughs> was made in America and was a part of the Great Expansion West, and it just kind of wove itself into history. And it's just really hard to really hard to, uh, you know, dissect the two, pull them apart from, and uh, anyway, I get so down these little wormholes. So sorry. Yeah.
2: That's not my specialty at all. I'm trying to figure out what I can add to that conversation. Um,
0: Oh, don't worry about it. <laughs> no, it's cool. So, so the topic, um, I think, I think something, uh, that's really I think that's something that we can really talk about uh is let me see um well there's a few different things uh children is after you know children bearing basically like as a mormon now as a post-mormon and dealing with the processing of that trauma of wanting to be free now that you're free is you have children you can't go do whatever you want and you wish you could kind of kind of navigating that uh is i think something that's really important to talk about however it can be really pretty stressful um but uh well why don't why don't you just kind of uh tell a little bit just kind of like us you know a little bit about yourself and evan and just kind of where Where you guys, you know, where this all kind of uh, picked up for you guys were, and then kind of what, what caused the fallout?
2: Yeah. All right. So um, me and Evan, I'm from Canada. I was born in Western Canada and grew up Mormon, was born into the church. And um, when I was 12, my dad, we had five kids in our family. I'm the oldest. And, um, we were struggling because the oil industry in the, in Western Canada was picking up really, it was booming or just starting to boom. And my dad is a chemical engineer, wasn't in the oil industry at all. So we were struggling to keep up financially. And, um, so he put his resume out and we ended up in Augusta, Georgia, and that's where we're staying right now, just down the road from my parents. And, um, so we're here in Augusta. My dad served his mission in Atlanta. So that was really special for him to get to come back to Georgia where he loved the South and loved the people here. So, um, that was really meaningful for him and for all of us. We've, we are good friends with, um, one of his converts, his, uh, baptisms on his mission and, um, yeah, so. We're in the South now. So when I was 12, I moved here um, in seventh grade and um, went to finish school here. I went to University of Georgia. And on my first day of school, I met Evan. And he eh, was recently, like, brand new off his mission. Like, days, oh. like three days before school started, he had come gotten, wow. and gone. Wow. so... Um, he was born and raised right in Atlanta, Georgia, um, a little suburb, and he had served his mission in France. And, you know, I just come from Canada where I was in a French school. So, um, oh, wow. that was pretty exciting. I remember at first learning that. And, well, I guess not. Sorry. Sorry. When I met him, I had been in
0: Augusta for a long time. So, Um, oh okay since you were 12 you said right
2: correct correct sorry that was
0: okay so you met evan when you were like 19
2: 18 18 i am uh like the youngest in my class so my birthday's in august so i was always the youngest um yeah so i graduated before i graduated at 17 started college right after i turned 18 so Yeah, we met, and we just hit it off, and we're, like, really good friends, but, like, I don't know, there was not much interest there on my part. Like, I didn't, I was so excited to just, like, live my life and be independent, Uh and I just had the perception, I guess, that, like, return missionaries were ready to get married, and I was like, all right, we'll just Uh hold you at a distance, and, you know, we'll be friends, but... Mm um yeah we I didn't last long like that we um started dating probably I would say it really picked up like over Christmas break that my freshman year and uh, Christmas break we were apart I was in Canada I went back to visit family and he was here and we just wrote back and forth like emails like all all break and um yeah after that we got so we would have officially started our, you know, like relationship in January when we got back and then we would have been engaged by April and got married in August. The day before I turned 19 years old, <laughs> we were, we were supposed to get married on my birthday yeah. Oh, I don't even know if I've told you guys this story. This is, this is snap. some hot Mormon mess. If you if you're ready to jump into that, it's not really related to,
0: <laughs> the, <laughs> to the kids. You know, parenting. we're very loose. We're, it's a very loosey-goosey. Uh, no problem. It's uh, yeah. I'm all about uh, chasing. Well, I'm chas- I'm, well let's I'm go about down the chasing-
2: Yeah. About- so we were supposed to get married on the. I remember our, like our cut the cake knife we had like engraved and it was like August 7th. So it's still, yeah, August 7th was the original date. And I think the reason for that was because school was going to start probably like mid August. Mm. We wanted time to get married and go on a honeymoon and then get back for school starting. So I'm pretty sure that that was like all the thought we really put into that. Like, I mean, it was on my birthday and I was like, yeah, cool. It's fine. And we did it. But then we had this whole situation where um, we had gotten a little too involved with each other physically. Um, okay. We did not ever have sex. But yeah. all of our, like, all of my, really, it's me. All of my, like, young women training, right, To um, to... Just, like, no no petting, no necking. I can remember all B, the verbiage don't of
0: all him. those. He is, <laughs> don't, treat, <laughs> don't, don't treat each other like animals over there and pet each don't other.
2: Don't lay next to each other. I can remember the for strength of youth. Like, oh, I...
0: Man.
2: Yeah, I was so familiar with that. And I just knew... So, we're going through all of our Temple Recommend... Um, interviews and I'm in the back of my head thinking like ah uh, but like I don't know this is this is something I think I need to hey we're back Krista hey Hello. I can hear you now
0: oh my <laughs> goodness I'm so sorry we were just getting to the best part <laughs> and then work. my phone's like I'm now <laughs> going to ruin your life you're like thank you and it's like no <laughs> you don't know how i work anyway do you and i'm like no i just want you to do magical things all, all the-, the time <laughs> and it's like you mad
1: so the last thing that yeah. we heard was you were going through the temple recommend oh, right. yeah.
2: and um you know like just in the back of my mind the whole time i'm i'm stressed like oh like am i really like am i really clean like what about that one yeah. night or what about you know like how like what do they actually mean when they say like do I keep the law of chastity? Like well, I
0: oh, I worried
2: about it a lot. I um
0: Oh man.
1: And so why
0: why did you worry so much? I don't know if I'm gonna derail it too much, no, but no. and I'm sure like as a former Mormon I could guess. Yeah, but right. I think it's I think it's interesting because we do have audience members that will not be totally familiar with what the big deal was sure
2: sure no my whole life I had been taught um to be chaste or you know virtuous I feel like virtue is probably even like past I don't feel like that really came out until later but you know like Mm -hmm. growing up I um had been told yeah like no exclusive dating no you know like until you're much older at least which I was um yeah just so many rules around relationships around boys um and Johnny I just I really believed it like Johnny I really Mm. believed that that was my best interest was to follow that and like not just like hold it loosely right but to Like with more obedience comes more blessings. With more obedience comes more protection comes that, Mm. um, the richer life in the gospel was available. The, the strong held to that is how I interpreted that, you know? Yeah. So, uh,
0: man. So what can you, I'm sure you can, I, I don't want to derail you, to, like keep derailing you here. But I just think it's it's very interesting to like. I'm I'm just curious what made you feel so. Were there pr- particular um, uh, spiritual meetings you had or classes young women's? Like, does anything stick out to you that that you could remember or can remember? Like, why why you believed so strongly? In those promised blessings, if we can call it that, no, which we can, but I don't uh, want to. It's, yeah. it's a gross sounding term now to me. I'm like blessings. <laughs> You're like, you are so full of shit. Dude. Like <laughs> promised blessings, my ass. Anyway, just keep.
2: No, I. Oh, that's such a, that's such a good question to really sit with. I don't feel like I have sat with it too much I think that probably by nature I'm a very um dutiful um person like I I understood the expectation of how who I was supposed to be how I was supposed to be and I think that maybe it ties into my just personality to like um, worry about my worth, worry about my like, uh, worthiness, like just as a person, as like, am I worthy of love? Am I worthy of, you know, like, um, feeling like I had to hustle for that, like acceptance and love from even my parents who are wonderful people. Like, I don't say that in a way that, you know, they were trying to do that to me. Um,
0: sorry Krista I just, I just kind of... had a I just had a call pop in and i I rejected real quick, so I'm just want to make sure we got the okay okay sure you said you were chasing like acceptance like... and love
2: yeah i feel like I feel like that's been a theme like my whole life is just like kind of hustling for love and acceptance like um mm. and i I understood that to be you know, a family in the church, like all of our family, like my extended family, were all members. Um, that was, yeah, just part of it. Like that was just part of being loved and accepted um, to me it just felt like being all in. And, but I mean, I definitely had like spiritual experiences and um, I don't know, like, one that jumps out like we went as a family up to kirtland and visited the um you know that that temple they built there which is now not owned by the church but or maybe it is now i don't remember what's happened since Mm. yeah um the rlds church had it and
0: uh, it's not the like the corkscrew one right it's like the it's like
1: no, it's
0: like the actual original. Oh, place. I think that's like the oh, there was I, I've seen pictures of this temple that the RLD, the Reformed Latter Day Saint oh, Church built. it's like that's
2: a, an independent, like a, yeah.
0: Yeah, it looks like a like almost like a ice cream swirl, <laughs> yes. like a soft serve ice cream building. Yeah, You're like, I <laughs> want me some ice cream. They're like, well, here you go. <laughs> Yeah,
2: I remember. I actually just visited that like more recently.
0: Um, really?
2: Yeah, I went to the what? What is that temple? So in Independence, that's where oh, Liberty Jail was, right?
0: Yeah. Uh, I, visit I think them. so. So
2: yeah, I, I had started taking road trips with my kids up to Canada to visit my grandparents, and we drove close enough through it one day. I was like, you yeah, know, let's just go check it out. So I would have been wow doubting that would have been like at the height of my like doubting and stuff but yeah we went checked it out it was cool i saw that big yeah ice cone ice cream cone swirly building (laughs) i just recognized it from all the pictures right And there's a temple right across the street right now like they built an lds temple like directly across the street
0: (laughs) (laughs) they're all playing they're all playing risk with their yeah. temple buildings they're like dun, 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 what you gonna do fool we got all the money motherfucker. anyway so anyway but so you were <laughs> i don't want to derail you so okay so you were in kirtland you're in the the weird temple with like so these, these stands that... that joseph smith built to make them totally and all the plates totally right? members be accepted as plates. better and higher yeah
2: yeah, and they all smashed their plates. That was the story that I remember from that. The members yes. smashed their plates so that the building would sparkle, right?
0: Uh, yes, they're China. Like, yeah. fine. Only China. China. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Yeah.
2: and But it was actually not there because here's the dialogue, Johnny, is in um, the church when you talk about the Kirtland Temple and you visit it, there's a... Yeah. N- absence of the spirit like that that building is just missing something but when you're in all the (laughs) other sites there you can feel the spirit and so that's they tell you that like you grow up knowing that and Mm. they almost like warn you at the door like okay you're gonna notice something different here okay yeah yeah so
1: no i didn't i'm
0: i'm making this a (laughs) deal Let and we are you. now creating a yeah. moment in time where you are going to be affected by what I'm saying here. Exactly. Okay, now we shall proceed. You're like, that was weird. I felt <laughs> weird. And You're like, yes, because that motherfucker made me feel weird. Anyway, sorry.
2: Exactly. So let me just set up what you're going to feel here. And I didn't. I didn't feel the spirit there. It was, it was very cool. I remember, you know, always being impressed with that story of the angels on the roof and whatnot, but no i was in the school of the prophets and um which was just what emma and Joseph's home and mm-hmm. that's where like they were like spitting tobacco on the floor and emma got mm-hmm. so t- leaking through the floorboards that uh because it was like the the room that they called the school of the prophets was directly above her kitchen and oh. so they're spitting tobacco up in the oh. school of the prophets. And it leaked through the floorboards onto her in the kitchen,
0: and like, oh my! <laughs> Can we please add that into the fucking narrative when they're like, "Yeah, and Emma got really bothered. What a what a hoe!" And you're like, "Excuse me, sir, but if you got tobacco spit, yes, dripping on your chicken, oh, you. come on, like, give." Emma is so shat on, dude. I just can't even
2: anyway. Yeah, I was up there in the room, and you guys will have to tell me if this like sounds familiar to you at all because I had been, you know, like we had been faithful, like very faithful, and like our my family has like I don't know, we just have the culture of like we are all in. And Mm. um, My whole life, I was probably, man, 14 or 15, maybe even 16 when we were there, and um, I had never heard this before, but up there in the School of Prophets, there's a sister missionary, and she stands in front, and we're all sitting down, and I think she probably asked us to, like, close our eyes, and then she's reading the story, and the room is just quiet, like, it's as quiet as can be, and she tells us that this story And she's basically writing or reading accounts from people's journals who would have been in the School of Prophets. And I won't be able to remember who it was or what, but they are describing this scene. And Joseph would have been sitting up in the front of the room and the others would have been sitting in like the seats that we were probably sitting in and, and, and in walks. Heavenly Father, and I was like, "Oh, oh, hold on! Like, you mean Jesus, right? Because like, Jesus, <laughs> Jesus, that's okay. But like, uh-huh. you just said Heavenly Father walked in this room, and and uh-huh. that's what was happening. Is she said like Heavenly Father walked through the school of prophets, and I was like, Oh, oh gosh, like, oh wow, like I'm actually in the room." Where Heavenly Father was like not just Jesus, like we're talking next level. Yeah,
1: God, yeah, yeah.
2: And I remember just like my mind blowing and like goosebumps all over, and like mm. for me, that was probably the most like spiritual experience I had ever had, other than like my patriarchal blessing, which mm-hmm. felt personal and just like undeniable right and um yeah like Hmm. my that's my go-to um spiritual experience you know like that's when I feel like I experienced that the strongest was sitting there and I was like I probably started crying I was I was blown away that like I didn't know that. I had never heard of that story. And yet mm-hmm. there I was standing on the very floorboards, which is probably not even true. They probably rebuilt that building. Mm-hmm. And you know, I don't know, it just, it really.
0: Just struck you.
2: Yeah, that deepened my testimony. That's, that's one that my mom will hang on to and kind of like throw up every once in a while. Like, well, I remember you said, like you knew. Cause I did, I remember I got out to the car. I think they probably gave us like a little pamphlet with like writing space on it, and mm. said, go and journal this experience." And I just mm. like got the car and was like, "That's it. Like I'm done. I know. I know. Like it's no longer like uh, I believe it's you have no a long- knowledge. That right. Like I, mm. I remember that being a turning point. Not that I had anything to turn from, you know, but I just remember that being like
0: the deepening very- or something.
2: Um." yeah so that i don't know i don't feel like that really the mm-hmm. question, but that was a big one for no, me that,
0: i think that answers a lot uh, I, and it and it begs for a lot more questions i'm like whoa so let's let's so but but <laughs> i don't want to get fully <laughs> that, away from this this like, other story that you haven't finished yet <laughs> um so so i asked you why you believe so strongly why would you go to the bishop and tell him you just lay out every little every little you know dust Ooh. particle of of sin that might have been committed before going to the temple because you have not even been to the temple yet before mm-hmm. marrying Evan right so you're you're just your whole life is just evolving to this moment and then you're getting married and that's like everything that they push you and train you for and prepare you for and it's just this big hurrah and, yeah. and I think it's just so, I mean, I mean, it's incredibly damaging and emotionally, um, manipul- uh, manipulative, uh, to, to just push young kids into these just in intense life decisions. Like with, Oh, anyway.
2: Yeah. With uh, no preparation. Oh goodness. It was, as you're speaking, I was reminded there's um, – so I went through my bishop interview, and, you know, we were in a tiny student branch. We were all so close. Like, we were, like, friends mm. with the whole bishopric. Like, it, oh gosh, our numbers must have been – I'm terrible with this. Like, I can't estimate numbers to save my life. Maybe 50 people. Like, tiny little branch at UGA. Well, UGA is not – at all, like, uh, known for its, you know, like, LDS population, like, it's, it's a party school, it's U-D-A, absolutely- universe- yeah. G- oh,
0: University. oh, gee, oh, I'm sorry, yeah.
2: sorry, sorry, yeah, University of Georgia, and okay. it's, like, in the top 10 party schools, like, regularly, if not, like, every year, it's, okay. um, such an, like, an awesome college town, um, like, REM and um, the B-52s they all came from Athens so it's got this huge downtown bar scene and um, yeah the bars and the music there is, it's what it's known for so wow. yeah so we we were yeah, really small numbers so like going to my, my bishop interviews to like get our temple recommend like you know just shooting the breeze with my bishop was no problem and, I, you know, I just get that, like, feeling, like, that worry, that anxiety, like, in my stomach when he's asking about chastity and stuff. And I was like, yep, oh, yep, yeah, we're good. And and that wasn't hard. But I I remember in my um, stake president interview, he was asking me, and I must have just been so nervous. I don't know how this was an interesting experience. He said, he kind of, like, stopped the interview and was like, you know, I just, like, want to tell you this story that um, just happened to me recently. He said that, oh, shoot, now I'm not going to be able to keep it straight. I can't remember if it was him or someone else, but that he... You better
0: keep this story straight, okay? No, just
2: i just <laughs> I'm, like, recording it for the world to hear.
0: <laughs> not well, hopefully hair. he hears it and calls you and is like, listen, <laughs> you had every little detail wrong okay that's why you live the church and that's why you're you're an outer darkness member
2: anyway sorry no so i he was like telling the story of someone who had committed a sin before um before going to the temple and lied their way through the interview (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then like 40 years later or something came back and confessed it and just told of like yeah yeah and so I don't for that to have been him personally because he wasn't that old but you know just like some crazy he like stopped the interview and said like you know like I just had this experience and like it was like he could tell that I was lying like I just have to think that he knew that I was lying somehow like and he kind of just threw that out there to be like, mm. I'm just gonna like, yeah, like here's your cautionary tale mm. of what's gonna happen if you just fly your way through this. And I didn't back out. I was like, Yep, yep, we're good. And um yeah, because I was just like, you know, we haven't had sex, like we haven't. Mm. So so I think that like technically we are good, but like, there's just this part of me. And I think like scrupulosity, which I've is brand new to me. I literally just looked it up on the internet, like probably two days ago to just really find out if that's something that I identify with because I took everything so seriously. Like I just, you know, I think that, that part of my downfall with Mormonism could really be brought back to just this this sense of seriousness that I held it with like I think that the way I held Mormonism um, was really damaging to my relationship with the church if that may do you know what I'm saying Mm -hmm. like um, it's kind of come up recently because we're in Georgia, which I don't know how much you guys are hearing about it over there, but like Georgia is the first state to kind of open back up. Um, oh, since really? All the oh. coronavirus. Yeah, we are like
0: you guys are trailblazing.
2: Yes, we are. We are under a lot of scrutiny because our um, our governor just was like, "Let's do this," and he started the very first thing he opened up was like May second. He opened up <laughs> bowling alleys. And tattoo parlors and uh, huh. a few other things. It was ridiculous though. That's so but yeah, right now I think it feels like business as usual kind of in Georgia. Like oh.
0: things
2: things are really um, looking back to normal. Like traffic is yeah, it's, it's big again. So anyways,
1: I think that like mm-hmm.
2: yeah, and like I'm I'm coming back to the United States right now I we had to get away from Spain when it started locking down so we're kind of getting into this from like a traumatic experience anyways um for us to have to you know abandon our travel plans so fast like I think within 48 hours we had heard that um America was closing their borders and within 48 hours we were out and we had abandoned our plans to go to Morocco and to stay in Spain and um, yeah it really so I think it was traumatic for us to have left that and then to get back to a place where no one was taking it seriously it was really hard for me so it kind of so I'm tying it back to like my the way that I just held Mormonism so seriously like no the rules are you know, this, and I'm going to obey, like, all the way, like, I'm all in, and with this coronavirus, it was very natural, and just, like, I just lean towards this attitude of, like, they say we should do this, I'm going to do that, and probably then some, like, I'm, I'm going to be Mm. good, right, I'm going to, that's, like, my personality, Mm. so... So, yeah, I think that the scrupulosity, like, of just wanting to be all in, like, on every detail, like, just eats at me. Like, yeah, like, I'm sitting there and thinking, like, okay, we haven't had sex. That's good. And I feel like that's what what they're asking. But what if, like, I need to confess these things? Like, confessing Mm -hmm. to me felt like, kind of like clearing your name, right? Like, I can, like, I can rest in I can be at peace knowing that like I've at least laid it all out there. Mm. And if there was a punishment or anything then I can I can serve that, right? But like holding it inside felt bad. Like so what, keeping secret so, oh, yeah, it was scary.
0: Yeah, I I can't even imagine. I mean, I cannot even imagine. Uh we we didn't have anything like that when we got married and I I just knew going into these interviews and these, you know, this temple thing that, I mean, a major, a major factor for me to choose to go on a free, a free labor salesman position called a mission Mm. (laughs) was the, that I was not going to live the rest of my life and be uh, ostracized or neglected yes. or shat on for the rest of my life right. because I chose not to go give my labor away for free, uh, right. doing sales for this, this, this freaking organization. So anyway, but I, yeah, so I can, I can get you. I mean, I understand you and like, and so from here, what happened? So you confess something then and, and, so, and something goes wrong or what?
2: Yeah. Not at the time. We, we, we didn't confess. I didn't confess in that interview. I got through it and the guilt, um, the guilt was eating me alive. It was eating me alive. And I, um, I just couldn't shake it. Mm -hmm. I had an experience where I don't even know what to make of this. It's, it's wild, but I was working that summer at a day camp and um getting ready to get married i was yeah like a day camp counselor and i'm sitting at the pool one day and i'm you know like we all like the counselors all just sit under the shade and the kids are on a swimming lesson there's lifeguards and you know so it's kind of just a break for us and i was sitting there maybe trying to read a book just kind of snoozing probably Hmm. and um i just felt like i like looked over and like could like see like a kid in my mind like I I knew it wasn't real it wasn't one of those things but I just felt like I saw like a little kid and I felt like his arms were kind of like kind of like open like he like think of like the Christus statue right Mm -hmm. not Christus statue (laughs) Christus
0: that should have been the new logo for the Mormon church Christa being like I'm gonna kick your ass come on just put your hands out just a little bit with the fingers kind of <laughs> gesturing. Come on, let's do this. I'm going to fuck you up. Anyway, <laughs> Krista statue. <laughs>
2: like There's just this little boy and he's just standing and he's just kind of like looking sad. And I just like had this little moment in my head where I was like, he's sad. And he like, that must be my child. And that must be you know like he must be wanting me to to be honest he must be wanting me to do this right for him and like he it felt like some messenger right like mm. he was there to to call me to repentance kind of
0: thing. And you're 18, like you're a kid yourself (laughs) and you're just trying to like go through all these emotions and these messages, constant messaging, like purity and cleanness. But then, oh man. And so you're, you're just like, what do I make of all this? I just
2: didn't have a healthy way of holding that, Johnny. Like I just, I don't, I'm really... I don't know. Like I said, like with this coronavirus, I'm like, I'm taking this so seriously. And like, I don't know, that feels like a good thing. That feels like what everyone's being asked to do. And you see the posts on Facebook and everyone, you know, like we're all staying in our own spot. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, yeah, that's what I feel good in. Right. That's like, I I don't know. It kind of relates a lot. With the way I hold the church, like this coronavirus, you you're getting all this feedback from people who are like posting pictures six feet away, having their social distance picnics and birthdays, and, you know. And I'm like, yes, yes, that's you know, that's like reinforcing to me this play by the rules. Yeah. This you know, like that's what we're being asked to do. And uh, I got that same kind of feedback and and reward. Like, with the church, right? Doing what you're supposed to and being good and being all in. Yeah. Um, I also train train thought, where was I going? Um,
0: shoot, shoot, shoot. It's all good. We were talking about, yeah, like, wanting to do what's right and then you don't know where to sit with it. There's, like,
2: yeah. how do
0: you reconcile? Oh, yeah, just
2: being so young and trying to figure this out, like, mm-hmm. I wish that someone had kind of told me, like, hey, you know what? Like, I'm a Mormon, and I swear sometimes and watch Raider movies. And, you know, like, I feel like I knew that, but I was – I was never – I never felt allowed to do that. Like, even now, like, I'm hanging out with my brother, and he's, you know, an all-in Mormon, and he's wonderful, but, like – Dude is like recommending these TV shows, all kinds of things that I could never have been okay with yes. as a woman. Yes. And, and using, you know, language and doing things. And I'm like, hold on. Yep. Like, how are you doing that and staying in the church? Like, I didn't have a relationship with the church where that was okay. Right. And I don't feel like I wanted to. Like, that is not for me what it was. Like, I, you know, like, it's not like I wanted to watch these things. That's all just come as a result of like, okay, well, that's no longer a value of mine. So I'm okay watching these shows and listening to that language and whatever. Right. Like, you know, that's, I'm allowing myself to go there now because I am i don't have that expectation. But like, that's not at all. Like I never wanted that. Mm. Uh, but it's just interesting to me because I'm like, you probably have a better relationship with the church if you feel like you can do what you want
0: right
2: and be a- right. i did not feel that like i felt very like just i have to obey right i have these rules and i just the church's rules and i'm going to follow them mm. i didn't and not that like yeah i just think that that would have made it harder for me, so say my say my brother finds out all these things that I've learned about the church, he might be in a space to be able to like handle that yeah. better than I did, just because he doesn't hold the church like I was. Does that no, make sense? it makes complete like... sense.
0: And and the deal the deal that is kind of a I don't know I don't want to say breaker, but the the thing that makes sense is when I learned about cognitive dissonance and when. Your brain is trying to make sense of the reality. Um, it's cognitive dissonance, right? When you can't... Uh, Lindsay, this came Cognitive back dissonance back. is like,
2: can't do one thing and Think like... another.
0: You have you to have, have another. your actions consistent with your thoughts or your beliefs.
1: Cognitive dissonance is when you have two conflicting beliefs at the same time. And, that, you, okay. and it compels your brain to get rid of one of them because it's right the dissonance is too much
0: yeah that's
2: and that's like something I yeah I can't hold dissonance like I like as soon as yeah no I I really struggle with that feeling it's very uncomfortable for me so I want to confess I want to like get everything out and like just you know not hold that at all so I want to I feel like I really kind of got into a thing with like confession for me that brought peace because i could like unload all the dissonance and like I'll, i'm willing to take the consequences whatever they are just like i don't want to sit with this dissonance anymore. yeah yeah so. and i
0: think that's i think some people i don't know how they do it i'm i'm right there with you krista because i i was the same way like i was just i was like this yeah. mormon that was going to like find the Holy grail because I was so good at it. Mm -hmm. Or like I was, I was listening to conference talks every day for like how many years, Yeah, two or three years. I mean, I was listening to one to three or four conference talks a day for like three or four years constant. Like I, 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 I pedaled so hard on my bike on, on that free labor salesman, Uh, thing they call a mission I pedaled so hard on my bike I broke the crank off the freaking bike I broke one of the cranks off
2: because you were just I was was going I was winning
0: man I was winning because I was like you know what man any unhappiness I experienced as a kid is going to be made right because I'm gonna do this right This is the way I'm going to get through my life. And I'm going to be the happiest person that's ever existed. And, and I have the, and, and I have the roadmap to happiness. You know, it's called this thing, the gospel, you know, and I'm going to do this. And, and people just don't, they don't do it all right. You know? And so when they see, when some people see me like holding a beer now and like long hair and a beard and a tattoo, they're like, what (laughs) happened I'm like, I know, right? I yeah. was like Hitler's son over there being like, "Yep, yeah, just, we're going to make <laughs> the world amazing if you just follow the instructions. And um, yes. yes, I feel you on so many fronts. And so to reconcile that as an ex-Mormon is exhausting. You're like, what's right? What's wrong? And it's like, I don't know. And then you're like, okay, then I must be, I'm, I'm going to become the worst person in the world now. And it's like, well, why? It's like, well, because I don't have yeah. anyone telling me what's right or wrong. Therefore, there is no right or wrong. And you're like, well, what do you think is right or wrong? And you're like, I don't know anymore. <laughs> like, and it's like piecing this like block by block. Like, do you think it's all right to kill? I'm like, I don't think so. You're like, okay, then that's, yeah. then you made that choice. And that's what you think is right. Yeah. And you live by that. And, and then you just go on from there. And it's so weird to lay down that foundation with your own two hands and being like, this is not at all what I learned my entire life. And how do I know, right. how, how do I know right. that I'm going to be on the right path? You know, <laughs> Yeah. Uh, we're living in Sweden. Like what, what am I, what, what is this? Yeah. What are we doing? And it's like, well, you're not on a mission. It's uh, a free labor mm-hmm. sales m- men position. You're not doing this for anything greater than what it is. It's like, "Well, okay. Yeah. Well, I don't I don't know if I should do it then." You're like, "Why?" <laughs> Cuz I my whole life has been built around like doing missions. I have to have a purpose. It's like
1: purpose
2: and you have to have someone telling you right you have to have like it has to kind of be like approved as like the right the good thing you've been told what's been good and what's right for you your whole life and it's scary and yeah just wild like taking that into your own hands like but also super fun and freeing but definitely Definitely so different.
0: (laughs) Oh man. It's yeah. Like it's so hard to just, I mean, I'm literally enjoying coffee now. I really am just enjoying it. And I'm like, ah, you know, I don't have to, I don't have to be like, isn't that so dumb that we believe this was wrong. And then I had to like, you know, kind of soothe myself to be like, it's fine. You can do this. And you're like, okay, okay. (laughs) Whew. Because I believe this was so wrong for so long, and um, but uh, I think with time uh, we're just getting through, getting through like the madness of of restructuring everything, and uh, we're we're running we're running low on time, which is I I'm trying to keep the episodes.
2: And I think we've even scratched the surface of like what you set out. To
0: no, talk. no, and and it's fine. And trust me, like you you are so welcome back on the on the podcast uh, because we have. Yeah, I mean, you guys have such an amazing story that I I can't wait to tell uh, or have you tell, especially having Evan uh, being on episodes as well. I would just love to hear more about your travels, about like I mean, you guys have done more than <laughs> moving to Sweden's like no problem, like compared to what you guys have.
2: No, done. are you kidding? No. You well, I mean that, I'm not but... comparing.
0: I'm just saying that <laughs> it is really, really impressive what you guys have done. And so I'm gonna I'm going to I'm going to hold it from the audience of what you guys have done. So next time comes around they're going to be looking forward to uh hearing from you guys again um so but in 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 the for the sake of concluding the story of about you and evan's thing could you just wrap it up in like like another another really sure. quick um...
2: yeah just real quick so yeah we we would have confessed we would have been told that you know, we weren't going to be able to have a temple wedding, and um, we were asked to to reschedule a, a civil marriage. We did, and our bishop, so this wouldn't have even been our bishop. We went to see my parents' bishop because I was living in Augusta yeah. for the summer, and um, he would have he would have looked ahead on the calendar and said, "Well, you can't be sealed until one year." From your you wedding guys, date, because you guys That's... like
0: frisked each other.
2: Yeah, literally. Yeah, we we went through everything <sighs> that we had done, and sorry, um, I slow
0: you down so much yeah. by these questions, but so yeah. It's, you,
2: no, it's fine. It. It's, it's just yeah, you're clarifying. No, that, yeah, there was no sex. Unbelievable,
0: was... unprecedented abuse. Yes. Okay, keep going. Yeah.
2: So we weren't. Yeah, so we rescheduled, and he said, "Well." To be sealed on exactly a year from your wedding date. If you got married on the 7th, um, you know, a a year from August 7th will be like on a Sunday. So if you want to be sealed from one year exactly from when you're married, you'll have to get married on the 6th. And we were like, okay, let's do it. Like that's what the bishop says. That's what the bishop That's
0: what
2: we're gonna do says. because <laughs> so, don't oh ask my, questions. It's so sad. We we do what wow. they tell us to, and and yeah, it had to be that important that like we were in the temple. You know, it kind of showed like our the level of our minutes. devotion that we wanted to build like the second oh that we God. could. Okay. Instead of waiting oh, like one more day, right? So.
0: Oh my God.
2: <laughs> so we changed it. We got married on the sixth, and that Jeez. was that.
0: Wow. Well, I mean, I know that there's so much more that goes all into it, which I'm excited to uh, hear more <laughs> from you about about all of all of the in betweens. But uh, oh, it's just been so cool to. Just kind of jump on this call and 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 add this into an actual podcast episode. I mean, really appreciate it. What?
2: Thank you, Johnny. Thank you for letting me and Lindsay. Sorry, I keep saying Johnny. No, and, it's a, I,
0: I'm um, unfortunately I'm totally oh, aware. Helping of the kids. <laughs> and i am so oh, she is in there. and out oh. <laughs> and i'm just being very 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 selfish right now of just being like i want to do what i want to do and it's terrible i know so okay. i no. we're just it can't be y'all so but yes
2: okay I, yeah. thank you and like it's just man it, it has felt really good to just talk about this and t- tell my story so i not yeah i feel like i'm telling my mormon story like as if john oh. was doing this I don't like what you're after at all. This is kind
0: of what happened. <laughs> well, that's so. great, and and trust me, like I'm sure, I'm sure John wouldn't mind a little help with doing some podcasts on the side. You know, for <laughs> little little Johnny Delin right. Splinter Group, like follow,
2: <laughs> follow John.
0: <laughs> but if you don't have a, a long time, you can follow Johnny and yeah, little Johnny, over Johnny. There, and he'll. He'll get your little stories out (laughs) to the little people in the little world anyway, but so, but yes, again, so we will see you guys in another episode and we're looking, we're definitely looking forward to it. Um, There is a website uh, that you guys can, all you listeners can go check out. Uh, Krista, please direct them to all of your stuff and whoever does this can be keyed into what you guys are about and what you've been through.
2: Okay, like where we yeah. go, like our How website. Where do people find you? We have um com N O M A D, like nomad or where, E R W H E R E.com. Um that's our kind of um travel blog. it's Kind of on hold right now, but that's where you'll find out about it.
0: Okay. Us. So com.
2: I believe so. You know, I hope that's well. Right.
0: If it's not, we'll clean it up <laughs> in the Evan. next episode. No, you're fine, and then you're also on Instagram.
2: Um, uh, Instagram at no matter where uh, underscore, underscore mama. mama okay. I think. All I right, mean. great.
0: Well, it's like again, I like I said, it's just so fun, and uh, we look forward to the future episodes with you and hopefully Evan. So that'll be great. All the pleasure. Okay.